All right, hey guys, this is Adam here, the lead podcast producer at Talent Alone. So, typically for their basket episode, we talk half basketball, half hockey. Uh, this week was a special circumstance. I had on a buddy of mine, Tyler Karkara, who is a Magic fan, and we were going to talk about 45 minutes about the Magic and Timberwolves and what it feels like to be fans of teams that are historically bad, that are having good seasons. But we started off by getting way the hell off track, and then we ended up talking about some other stuff near the end of the podcast, and then, as soon as we stop recording, OG Ananobi gets traded from the Toronto Raptors to the New York Knicks. So we hop back on and record that. So unfortunately this week, there's not going to be a hockey segment. Sorry for anyone who's come to l- here to listen to that. We'll make it up to you, I know, get some hockey content going one way or another, but for this week and this week alone, we just talked basketball for about 90 minutes. So... I'm going to go ahead and hit the uh, the theme song and then enjoy the podcast. All right, we're back. Time to talk a little bit about basketball. And with me this week is LA's only Magic fan and media contributor to townland.com, Tyler Karkara. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Ready to talk about the magic. Yeah, big win last night, right? Did they I listen, I some I I watched every game. I watched the first 20 games and then right about as that winning streak ended, I got a job where I work at night. So I started missing games, unfortunately. But they uh, uh they knocked off the Knicks 117-108. 117 108. I yes, I'm yeah, I, that is that is one that that is one that I missed, but uh yeah, it's – I don't know how you feel as as a Timberwolves fan, which I go I would go figure I was just in uh, Minneapolis this week. Uh, oh, nice. And there's a, there's a buzz in the city, I'll, I'll say, for you. Um, but with the Magic, man, it's like I don't think the Magic fans know what to do with themselves right now because they haven't been good since I was 10. So uh, it, there's a lot of like – Anytime we lose now, the the ma- magic Twitter and magic like Reddit are like, we're we're a shit team and everyone deserves to be fired. And I'm like, wait, hang on, <laughs> we're going on the second straight year of the most win improvements of any most win improvement of any team in the league. So yeah, I think, that's uh yeah. that's kind of kind of what we're we're going through today. Um, just. You're our, our resident Magic fan. I'm our resident Timberwolves fans. Just and I'm also uh, just to give a little bit more, I know perspective on it. You're a Bears fan as well as a Magic fan, and I'm yeah, a Commanders I can fan explain. And a Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah. None of us makes sense. Yeah, go ahead. So run, I'm run from I'm from Orlando. I grew up in Orlando, uh, and a little bit of time in Miami, but mostly Orlando. Um, and my dad is from Chicago, and when I was a kid, we. My dad had Sunday ticket for DirecTV, and he was like, why do you want to watch the shitty-ass Josh Freeman Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Or uh, I think Gerard was still the quarterback for the Jaguars. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> those teams were all, all – the, all the Florida football teams were terrible. And right around the time I started getting into sports was when the Bears were making, like, the last Lovey Smith runs and the early Jay Cutler, like, Brandon Marshall – playoff years when when people thought that that team was actually going to work so I was a Bears fan and then 
basketball, the Bulls were bad. I mean, I guess it was Derrick Rose era, but we were in Orlando and they were good. So uh, I went to school with Jameer Nelson's nephew. That was that was cool. Whoa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm in fifth grade, but uh, you know, the, the Magic. You know, we went. I went to the opening of the Amway Center. Met Grant Hill. You know, shit like that. Um, <laughs> this is but, such a magic conversation. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I had a. I had. A, you, there's pictures of me with like a little Richard Lewis jersey. You know, <laughs> good times. Um, That's a good question. What's uh? What's your most niche jersey you have between those two teams? See, I don't really wear. I don't wear. See, unfortunately, I don't wear jerseys. I'm not. I a don't jersey either. Guy. I've, I've I've oddly collected them, but I'm not really a jersey guy either. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a Jersey guy, sadly. I have a signed Bears football from a defensive lineman who played with them for two years and then is no longer on the team, and I can't even remember his name. That's probably the most niche thing I have that one of my great aunts gave me for a Christmas one year. I went to a Commander's preseason practice back when they weren't the Commander's and got a signed photo with uh, Kai Forbath former kicker for the command that's a that's that's good though that's a good one i like that one a lot (laughs) i still have it hanging on my wall my mom says i gotta go back and get that can't can't be losing my kai forbath photo no definitely not um anyway uh i'm i'm definitely i i mean this this comes up in our group chat all the time when i'm texting you about the sports is that you and i have very similar histories like our basketball teams have never haven't been good in a long time I take that back because that's one thing I want to talk about with the magic is everyone talks about them like they're a poverty franchise but we spent the first 20 years of our existence being actually pretty good for a for a small market team um but uh and then you know I feel like the bears and the commanders are also in a very similar spot of like they're just they've just been bad for so long but they were good in the 80s you know um We hear we hear our dads talk about how they were good when they were kids, you know that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, my my dad's my I I, oh, I came back right. to Commanders in a much weirder way because my dad's a Broncos fan, um, as you might know, because last year you won a bet and I've been wearing a Russell Wilson shirtsy yes. every single Sunday. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and how, I wonder how, how's that going for you now? How's yeah. it going go for you this weekend? Do you need to get a Stidham jersey? I'm definitely looking forward to the end of of Week 18 so I can stop wearing it because I. Uh, it's it's I, I bought it as cheap as I could just off of off oh, of yeah. NFL shop. It was like fourteen ninety nine on sale. That's what I would have done if you made me wear a Kirk Cousins jersey. I don't know who you. <laughs> I think that's who you landed on. But, no, uh, I was I was going Dwight Howard. If oh, I, if Dwight I won. Howard. See, yeah. no, Dwight Howard. I would have. I yeah. Eh. All right, we could talk about that. This is a basketball pod. Yeah, we're, um, we're d- d- definitely dancing around it. So I, I had a, a just one top question here, and then uh, we'll we'll talk a little history on on the Magic and Timberwolves. First off, have you seen Cole Anthony's new haircut? Wait, what? He doesn't yeah. have the dreads anymore. He doesn't is have this, the dreads. Is this a, I, I missed the Knicks game last night. God he, damn it! I'm looking it up. I right think now. he cut them off today. I think haircut. he had him at the I'm Knicks Googling game last Cole night. Cole Anthony haircut because I, I gotta I gotta know. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Look at that. I I also love uh so the the uh, now the local announcers for the Magic have been the local announcers for the Magic literally since I can remember uh Jeff Turner um and and, and Jeff Turner in that in that clip is like apparently Cole Anthony told him that he needed to stop being a little kid <laughs> and grow up. <laughs> so 
Whatever that means. I love Cole. Cole's my favorite. He's always the best interview on the he's the best interview on the team. Um I listen, we can talk about the current format. Oh, do you want to talk about the history the history of the magic? Or do you want to how do you want to what do you want to talk about first? Yeah, yeah. Why, why why don't we start by by going through through both of our teams and kind of setting up what we've been through in our Heard. time watching. So when did you when did you start really following basketball? What was the what was the All magic right. era at the time? Like oh eight, oh nine, the like Stan Van Gundy like people want to talk about listen i i i I, people here's the thing with the magic here's here's what i need to break down for people we're the least talked about team in oh yeah pretty major in a pretty major way it's not even like oklahoma city or others like i feel like the magic literally get the least conversation we've not had a nationally televised game this year the three wins spurs have had four i'm not (laughs) salty about it though uh, but it, th- this team was good, man, for a long time. Like, if you go back through the eras, the Magic were never a bad franchise. I mean, in the 90s, it was, it was Shaq and Penny, and and uh, and then you get into the 2000s, and you've got the Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill era, and then they reinvent themselves again, which is the era that I remember, which is the Dwight Howard, Hito Turgaloo, Richard Lewis, Jameer Nelson magic. And that team was sort of the er, uh, space and pace three-point team. So the magic in the year they got swept by the Lakers, they set a, at the time, a record of most threes per game by like four or five threes. They took They were taking outside shots at a rate the the league hadn't seen i mean and obviously the the warriors took that to like the the next level sh- in the following years so they get all the credit but if you want to talk about a sneaky sneaky historic team those magic uh squads were pretty uh ha- had the 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 space on the floor that most of the teams didn't have because they could shoot all the way down to the four with richard lewis um yeah just pulling up the magic's record here Real quick, uh, since since 0809, they've had one, two, three, four, five wins seasons where they've won in the twenties, like twenty to twenty nine yeah, games. Yeah, so so there's fa- famously they build a new stadium in Orlando for Dwight Howard, and <laughs> that doesn't keep him there. He decides to leave. There's this. There's the most famous press conference in Orlando Magic history, where Dwight Howard shows up to a, the Stan Van Gundy press conference, where Stan Van Gundy is saying that Dwight Howard's going to be traded and that he doesn't like him anymore, basically. And Dwight Howard shows up and it's like, "What's going on?" And everyone's like, <laughs> "But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they trade Dwight Howard, which it might be one of the worst trades of all time." forever it might be the i would argue it is the worst superstar trade where everyone lost not a single team it didn't work for a single is a three-team trade with the sixers and not a single team made it like arguably the magic got the best player outside of dwight howard in vucevic who was uh in his second year at the time so 
it's it's this really weird trade when you look back on it because like for what Dwight Howard would be traded for today like shit look what Rudy Gobert got traded for Dwight Howard's way better than Rudy Gobert like I don't want to be I don't want to I don't want (laughs) to yeah listen I know I don't know if you're going to disagree with me on that but Dwight Howard in his prime was way better than Rudy Gobert ever ever is yeah I mean they're both like all defense caliber players but Dwight Howard was like an MVP candidate yeah, <laughs> he was like a, yeah. Uh, Dwight Howard was he was more of an Embiid figure than a than a Gobert figure, you know. Absolutely. Um, but so they trade it, they trade Howard, and they're bad for a long time. And and the history of this is my history with the Magic is growing up uh, that like so I was like uh, nine, eight or nine when I started getting into the Magic when they were good. And by the time I was 12, they were a bottom feeder. And they've been a bottom feeder until this year. So so th- there's really only two things to mention during this stretch of bad basketball where it's kind of... There, there's kind of two things. To, yeah, the two things that are they were always one pick short of the good player for like, I don't know. 10 years until they got the first pick and they got Paolo. Uh, they were always this like, this is a four player draft and they got pick five, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or the year they did get the second pick in the draft was that was the Anthony Bennett Oladipo year. Um, oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously Giannis was that year, but like Giannis wasn't going to at the time. So, um, that it's like they got Mo Bamba instead of Trey Young at four, you know, like shit like that. Um, not that I'd want Trey Young, but that's that's another story. I hate watching the Hawks play basketball. I have a couple teams that I really don't like watching play basketball, and the Hawks are one of them. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Maybe we we might have to bring you back in the future and just do a hate list. Yeah, do my hate list. The yeah. I mean, there's like the I mean, yeah, it's like some of the bad teams: the Wizards, the Hawks. I hate yeah, watching the Lakers play basketball. You and I had a big old argument over the Wizards, but that's yeah, a, you definitely a topic that for another article, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the world's nerdiest argument about where to place the Wizards on a league pass <laughs> ranking. Um, I don't know if this is the case for you, but now that my team is good, I watch way less of other teams. Like the last few years when I was like really, you know, grinding tape or whatever. I don't grind <laughs> tape, but when I was just like, uh, what's on tonight, I would throw on literally whatever game was interesting. And now I always throw on the magic. So I feel like less informed about other teams that I want to watch. Yeah, um, I, I try to make a point of watching in a given week, like 15, 16 of the teams, just because I, I do league pass watchability rankings. See, you do but, the league pass rankings. You write about that. For me, it's like I'm putting on the magic because that's that's what I want to watch. Oh, yeah. 100%. See, for me, for me, grinding tape is going to the theater to see, you know, <laughs> a, a, anatomy of a fall, <laughs> watch some yeah. foreign foreign film. Um, fucking flexing on your your hipster cred there but yeah like yeah, if the timberwolves are playing film. i basically yeah, am never watching a different game okay that's fair yeah that's fair see i can uh, only find the time of my schedule to watch just the magic and whoever they're playing but in in previous years it was like oh they're playing the russell westbrook wizards skip <laughs> you know <laughs> um but yeah, anyway, they were bad for all those years. They were one pick short of the good players. I mean, I can let me. Can I run you through the Orlando Magic first round draft picks? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm all about that. All right. So starting in, let's see. Yes, 2013 is their first big blow it up year. That is the Oladipo year. So they draft Victor Oladipo. 
they trade him before he got good. Then <laughs> the next year, they draft Aaron Gordon at number four, uh, and then they draft Dario Saric at number 12 and immediately trade him to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next year, they draft uh, Mario Hazonia at number five, the, maybe the worst player I've ever seen play basketball in my <laughs> life. Uh, in 2016... Uh, this one, this one hurts. Uh, this one was traded. Uh, this is probably the lowest point of this stretch for the Orlando Magic. I think this is the lowest. This is the sneaky low low point for the Magic. They trade the number eleven pick in the draft to Oklahoma City for Serge Ibaka. He had one good year with the Magic, but it was like they went for this like three center rotation with like Aaron Gordon and Demonis Sabonis and Vucevic that like or not Demonis Sabonis, um, uh, Serge Ibaka and Vucevic that just straight up did not work. Uh, but they traded the eleventh pick in the draft, who was Demonis Sabonis. <laughs> <laughs> they traded Demonis Sabonis for Serge Ibaka in 2016. Uh, I don't know if you, if you missed that one, but uh, that one that's not great. See down the down the line though, there you, if you if you play that out, you would have definitely ended up with Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, exactly. 100%, that would have no been question, great. One hundred percent, no question. Tyrese on our on our team. Uh, number set number set twenty seventeen. Jonathan Isaac. Um, pretty crazy that he's still on the Magic and he's good. <laughs> that's the craziest yeah. part is that he's good. Um, uh, twenty eighteen. Mo Bamba. Shout out to my boy Mo Bamba, to quote Cole Anthony. Uh, apparently, he's still friends with all those guys. That's kind of why I like this team is they're all, you know, Gen Z young guys that seem like they're actually friends. Uh, and even if Mo Bamba was a bust, Mo Bamba's a big who doesn't do big stuff. I, I know everybody. I know everybody's like Mo Bamba's good or Mo Bamba's bad. But when he got traded to the Lakers last year. And all the Lakers fans were like, oh, man, what's he going to do for our rotation? As a Magic fan, I was like, nothing. He's going to do nothing for your rotation. Don't don't put any faith in it. Is uh, Mo Bamba the worst professional athlete that has a song named after him? He's got to be, right? Yeah. Is there anyone else even in that conversation? It's got to be like Mo Bamba and then like... Is there... A, what other professional athletes have songs named after them? Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. mean, I can think of... <laughs> I can think of like people mentioning players. There's a that my oh my favorite one. This is in a, in a rap song. Is there's an MF Doom, uh, Zarface Killer collab where clearly they had written the song in 2019. Because my favorite line is is they're, they're from Chicago, so they're like running through Soldier Field. I'm Jordan Howard. <laughs> I like that. Really dating yourself, nice. Yeah, really dating yourself for that. Jordan Howard played for the Bears. Like he had a thousand yard season. Jordan Howard was good. Jordan Howard. I I, once again getting off topic. Jordan Howard was weirdly good on three different teams. Yeah, he's a good rotation back for the Philly after after he left after he left the Bears. Anyway, whatever. We can I can come back for a basketball pod when it when come draft season when the Bears hold all the keys. Oh my god! Um, Yeah, there you go. That's that's definitely book that now. That'll be fun. Yeah, there you go. Twenty nineteen Chumo Kiki. Big Chum. Oh my God, I forgot about uh, him. I he's only fun because he anytime he hits a three, we get to call it a Chum bucket. <laughs> um, but that's it. He's not very good. <laughs> twenty twenty, Cole Anthony, fifteenth overall, my favorite player on the team. I love Cole. He's funny as fuck. Uh, great guy. He seems he seems fun. I, he needs to get in the starting rotation right now. He should be a front runner for six man of the year, or at least up there. 
but uh, I'll get into the issues with this current team as it stands and what they need as we get down the line here. But uh, it's it's. Cole Anthony would solve a lot of them if he was in the starting rotation. Uh, 21, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner. No notes. Big fan. Jalen Suggs, my second favorite player on the team. Franz Wagner. If he could hit some threes, he'd be a, tw- a 28 per game scorer or something like that. Uh, let's go. And then uh, then we finally got the number one pick in the draft. We get Paolo Bencaro in this last year. We draft Anthony Black and Chet Howard. Um, don't get me started on this most recent draft. I like Anthony Black, and Chet Howard doesn't play for the team at all. He plays it for their G League team. But uh, I, I didn't love that draft. But, um, yeah, not a great run until the last three years. Um, yeah. So just a uh, quick, quick cleanup there. Uh, just want to hit a couple things. First off, Cole Anthony currently third, six-man of the year odds. Uh, behind Excellent. Austin Reeves and Tim Hardaway. Austin Reeves is going to fall off because Austin Reeves is going to end up in the starting lineup. So. Cole Anthony is Jordan Clarkson. He's Jordan Clarkson 2.0. That's what he comes in. He hits hits like the most eff- – he has like an effort layup and then hits like a crazy deep three and everybody's hyped. And then like the longer you leave him out there, he starts to like miss shots. You know, he's he's a heat yeah. check guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's, he's Dion Waiters with less – on his shoulders. Um, yeah, he's yeah. That's exactly right. He's Dion Waiters is a better way of putting it. Um, the the other question I had here, real quick, is uh, I I was talking with someone about this the other day, and they they popped this comparison: is Franz Wagner, Josh Giddy, but no one talks about him. He's not as good of a passer. I love Franz. Don't get me wrong. He's like he's really really fucking good. But Franz is not not nearly the creator that Giddy is. Um. I trust That's Franz's kind of shot better than Giddy. Definitely better shooter. Franz also has a deeper bag. I there's no, I, I think anyone going to the basket, I don't know if there are more players with a deeper bag than Wagner. Like he's got some Ginobili shit to his game where he's just like, you know, pivot step, Euro, like uh, using his he's six foot ten, which he's yeah, he's, he's the same size. He's the same yeah. size as Paolo. He's the same size as Paolo. Paolo is, is heavier, is thicker, but Franz has the same w- wingspan and height as Paolo. So a lot of times when he's going to the basket, it's these like perfect pivot step Euros that he can just reach around players for the lay ins. Um, he's got this sick runner. He's 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 just got he, that's that's my thing with Wagner is, is if you swapped Giddy's elite creation for like a deep bag then you've got Franz Wagner. Um, he's also not a bad defender, not great, but not bad. Yeah, he's got um, the wingspan for it. Yeah, he's got the size to play, especially off the wing like that. It's it's hard to play someone that big. Um, but before okay, so I have a, I have a kind of a thing about this current team, which I I think is is funny that. Since the Magic don't get talked about, it's not a meme, but it should be. Uh, but I do want to go over the the two biggest highlights of the of this terrible stretch of basketball over the last few years. Yeah, l- let me uh, let me let me hear your your highlights over the last ten years. Then we'll quickly run through the the Timberwolves, my my time following them, and talk about the modern teams. Um, Aaron Gordon losing the dunk contest twice. Bullshit. <laughs> it's the only thing I ever got. It was the only time I ever got mad. <laughs> At a game, because <laughs> normally when the Magic lost during that stretch, I was like, "Yeah, of course, of course they lost. Why would I get mad? Who cares about the refs? They're bad. They weren't going to win anyway." Uh, but Aaron Gordon losing the dunk contest twice is highway robbery and bullshit. I'm very happy to see him succeeding in 
Denver because all the Magic fans knew he was like that guy. You know, he's like a three four. He's like an elite uh, glue glue guy, glue interior piece. Like that's mm-hmm. that's his ceiling. Um, so those are that. That's one of the highlights. Is my favorite is our favorite player losing dunk contest twice, <laughs> and then uh, we beat the champions two two out of three years in round one. We beat them one game. So they we beat the Kawhi Leonard Raptors in game one. Uh, on a DJ Augustine, we made the playoffs twice during the stretch. By the way, they were both eight seeds before uh, the the uh, the plan. But it was a we beat the Raptors on a DJ Augustine game winning three. Who secret best player for the Magic of this of the lat this ten year stretch? DJ Augustine. He was our point guard for like six years for whatever reason. <laughs> he was very good. Um, so that was exciting. And then we got swept, and then they went and won a title. Um, so that but that was fun. I remember watching that in Boston uh, in college. That was a good time. And then uh, two years later, uh, we played the Bucks before they won their championship. Uh, and th- in game one, uh, Markel Fultz and Nikola Vucevic, uh, Shaq and Penny, Giannis. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> it was like, it was, uh, there was a moment where I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Markel Fultz is going to be the best point guard in the league. And Vucevic is taking that next step. He's going to, I thought Vuce was going to be Jokic. I was like, oh my God, it's fucking happening in the playoffs right now. And then they got destroyed. <laughs> and Markel Fultz, who I, I do love as a player, I think he's a good contributor. Uh, he's, he doesn't have the three point shot and he, he's hurt too much to truly be a really, consistently high level player but that one playoff run was fun for he was really fucking good in the playoffs i do want to shout out how bad that team was compared to like who was the eight seed last year do you remember who the eight seed in the east was last year i'm trying to remember top of my head i'm going to toss out toronto but i'm not sure about that i can pull it up real quick yeah pull that up because i want to i i want to say we were in a dark place like five years ago because I want to, uh, this was the magic. This was the Magic's roster in the playoffs five years ago. The, their starting five was Markel Fultz, who had played like twenty games for the team after being traded from the Seventy Sixers, who was still like uh, an all considered an all time bust at the time. Evan Fournier, who was their best, <laughs> their leads, their number two scorer was Evan Fournier. And then uh, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, and then they floated that extra spot between a few different players. But that was the top four. That was the Magic's top four. Markel Fultz, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic was the best (laughs) player on that team. So last year, the eighth seed was the Heat. I don't know how we fucking forgot that. Oh, yeah, of course, obviously. Fucking duh. But yeah, we were. Uh, the, I just want to shout out the fact that a team whose two best players were Vucevic and Evan Fournier <laughs> made the playoffs. Oh my God! <laughs> now Fournier can't even get minutes on the Knicks. Uh-huh. Uh, Evan Fournier's out of the. Evan Fournier is almost out of the league. He's only in. He's only still in that roster because of his contract. Yeah, and, he's got an expensive contract. And Vucevic went to the Bulls in uh, actually a really bad trade for the Bulls, but uh uh you know 
I listen. I love Vooch. I and then before we we, we really do. I think I feel like we really need to time stop talking about the historically bad Orlando Magic team. <laughs> yeah. But I do. I feel I feel remiss if I did not talk about Vucevic, our our the one our only All Star during that stretch. He made one All Star team. Uh, he was really good. He was he's he was a really good player in his prime. He was like Jokic who could like pass less. You know. He was like an the Ur Jokic, um, where no one really talked about how good he was until you played him, and you're like, did he just have like thirty and fifteen and hit two threes? Like he was good, man. Like when he when the offense was built around him. Uh, shout out Vooch. I just I I love that guy. <laughs> and hopefully he goes to some place where you can compete again. Yeah, I'd like to see him on the Lakers. Put him on the Lakers. Oh my God! So that would add so much size to a team that already has size. Yeah, I know. That's my point. He can shoot threes sometimes, yeah. depending. You know, it's like I, I'm, 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 I'm all in on that. If you can get like Caruso, that's my, that's my Lakers trade. Is like if you could do like a Caruso and Vooch. I don't want them. I don't think they need DeRozan or Levine. I don't think anyone yeah. needs DeRozan, DeRozan or no Levine, one, but I'm a Levine hater, which we'll get to in a second here. Well, but. yeah, obviously. I'm see. I'm a Levine hater. I like DeRozan. I think DeRozan. I don't know if he's gonna like win you a playoff series, but like win you regular season games when LeBron's hurt, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I gotta let, let LeBron let's talk, about, let's talk about the Timberwolves and we could talk about the current yeah, yeah. edition of the new of, of our teams. So I uh I started watching basketball in the twenty ten, twenty eleven season. Uh, it was, you know, pretty casual. I didn't really have anyone in my life that was watching, but I just wanted to add another sport to my repertoire. Uh, this is famously the year after the Timberwolves draft Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn ahead of Steph Curry. I love Ricky Rubio. I still love Ricky Rubio. Talk about talk about a guy that just people that watch a team love. He's he's one of those dudes. Yeah, but he's one of those dudes for sure. I I, uh, I I you know casually at that point I pick up basketball. The Wizards had just drafted John Wall number one overall, so I I just anoint the Wizards my team because that's who I'm getting on the local market anyways. After a few years, I don't feel any affinity. For the the Wizards, I don't, like, enjoy watching John Wall. I've never really enjoyed watching John Wall. And then comes the 2015 season uh, when Timberwolves draft Carl Anthony Towns and Flip Saunders dies of cancer. And at that point, I just... Yeah, yeah, you don't remember that? The no. coach of the Timberwolves got diagnosed with cancer and died during the offseason. That's crazy. I don't I did not remember that. Yeah. So I uh I flip choices. I I start following the Timberwolves. It's the first year I had league pass. And, you know, just kind of jump ship off the Wizards, a choice that I do not regret despite what the Timberwolves have done since then. Listen, this year alone be- makes up for every possible Wizards year. I, I, what, you weren't excited about John Wall jumping on the scorer's table? That's That, that no, didn't get I, you I, hype. I, I got to see, um, oh, God, what the hell's his name? He's on the... Uh, Beal? No, no, he, he's on the, the Bulls now. He was on the Timberwolves when they won that play-in game. Oh, and they won the... Uh, oh, uh, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> yeah, I got to see Pat Bev jump on the scorer's table. <laughs> In all I got time my sports moment. <laughs> so I'm uh, I, I watched the Timberwolves from from 2015 on to now. That's when I'm a fan. So I don't have quite the history of of heartbreak that you do. But early hey, on, yo, I'm looking at these draft picks, my my guy. They're not <laughs> great. <laughs> Trey Burke, 2013. See, that's the thing. Some of these guys turned out to be really good. It in, in at other teams on yeah. other teams. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Lowry Markinen and Zach Levine. 
and Cam yeah. Johnson. Laurie Markkinen, we didn't technically draft that. We just like immediately traded him. That was part of oh, the. Uh, that's part it. of the Jimmy Butler trade. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's so right. there you go. Fast forward to then. Uh, Timberwolves haven't made the playoffs with Carl Anthony Towns as their centerpiece. Everyone in Minnesota hates Andrew Wiggins. We love Ricky Rubio. At this point, we're getting into the Tyus Jones era as well, who's another guy that every Timberwolves fan just loves, and we're, we're still hoping he comes home to back up Mike Conley. But I'm hoping he comes to the Magic. We'll get everyone, into what the Magic needs. Everyone wants need, Tyus Jones, man. Everyone, everyone wants, wants Tyus Jones, yeah. He's a great backup, backup point guard. But we, we trade for Jimmy that year, make the playoffs for the first time since the Garnett era. And proceed to get completely blown out by the Rockets. We pick up one game in that series, I believe. I'd have to double check, but we pick up one game in that series. I think it's game two or game three. And then the next game after that, the Rockets beat the Timberwolves by 50. Which I was watching at a bar at Old Dominion University, a college I did not go to. Woof. Yeah. Well, uh, well the, my team just gets absolutely slaughtered. Then comes the, the huge Jimmy Butler offseason. Where Jimmy Butler is like playing with the backups and kicking that's, Towns and Wiggins' ass. Can I just can I just say that that's my, that might be my. I know you hate him and you hate like what happened with the team, but I think that's my favorite like behind the scenes story of the past decade. Like it's oh, that's man. so funny. That's <laughs> last off season. If Michael Jordan did that, everyone would be like, "Wow, what a fucking goat! What a legend!" And when Jimmy <laughs> Butler did it and then traded his ass, fucking soft at your soft ass team traded him. <laughs> We uh, last off season, I got a buddy who's a Warriors fan, and so after Draymond just sucker punches Jordan Poole. Nah, see the Jimmy Butler story is way better than the. Well, Draymond that's exactly one. the thing. Like I tried to start talking shit about this and about how the Warriors are falling apart. Immediately, my buddy's like, "Yeah, well, Jimmy Butler punked out the best player on your team and also was fucking his girlfriend." <laughs> Wait, what? Did I nah, miss it, that part. It, it was kind of like the Connor Bedard story from earlier this year. There's like no evidence it's true, but everyone is just like, yeah, he definitely was. So now it's just become like part of the lore of this whole Jimmy Butler thing. That's powerful. Is, if you, that's my, that's like a secret sneaky betting angle is if you look at certain teams, like I always remember a uh, fucking Golden Tate would go off against Jalen Ramsey because Jalen Ramsey stole his wife. <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, hey, now you gotta follow relationships like that. Maybe that'll play. Maybe you could find an angle. It doesn't seem like other Timberwolves fans hold as much contempt for Jimmy Butler as I do. But I'll tell I you what, think they did. Timberwolves Twitter, man, they light it up when we beat the Heat. They like as soon as we beat oh, the I'm Heat, sure. everyone's getting their fucking tweets off. I'm it's, sure it's so much. It's all it's all secret hatred. I'm the only one who's loud about it in the in the the space. No, I mean, uh, the Magic, uh, we hated Dwight Howard. We still hate Dwight Howard uh, for the way he left. But, like, I can't be too mad at Dwight Howard because he had such a shit career once he left the Magic. Like, yeah, yeah, really he was on, yeah, he played a role. Play, he was a role player on that Lakers team that won a finals or whatever. But like, he ne- he was never he was ne- he never worked out for him anywhere else where the team wasn't literally built around him. He couldn't play with another star when yeah. Like, the, when, those good Magic teams are literally built to, for Dwight Howard to put up numbers. God, remember when they um, brought him into Houston? And they were like, we figured it out. James Harden and Dwight Howard. Listen, there are some sick James Harden to Dwight Howard lob highlights on, on Twitter. <laughs> on, du- du- James Harden and Dwight Howard were a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that thing that Bill Simmons talks about sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, um, That seems sucked, but there are some great highlights. <laughs> 
post Jimmy Butler era, the team starts to to kind of swoon again, just stuck in the mig- middle. Big Gorgie dang years. Eventually, we move uh, Real Andrew Gorgie Wiggins. dang out. Yeah. <laughs> He's another one of those guys. You just got to love your Timberwolves fan. Eventually, move, uh, move Andrew Wiggins to Golden State for D'Angelo Russell and draft Anthony Edwards with the weird COVID year pick. Get him number one overall. So... Our Crazy number one that worked picks. out for you. Can I be I real? Know. Like, it I, didn't work out for everybody else in that first round. I, no one else did it right, except you guys. I was so bitter after that pick. I wanted LaMelo Ball, and I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I was loud about it. I was like, this is a mistake. This guy talking about playing football. Like, I hated that pick. And now Anthony Edwards is going to be, like, one of the best five guards in the league in a few years. And yeah, I, meanwhile, I, I, LaMelo like, Ball is, like the 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 biggest highlight good stats bad team guy in the world yeah when he plays i think he's missed more games than he's played in his career yeah yeah i guess he should probably get that injury tag at this point um yeah yeah he's he's injury prone just no one's watching charlotte so no one knows it yeah remember the year that they were like kind of maybe good and everyone found out that their announcer went ham on the mic yeah is was that uh like lamel boss second year or was that when kimbo was still there that was two years ago. Kemba okay, was yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. Because that was when we could still watch Miles Bridges and not feel gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, that guy yeah, shouldn't but- be in. I, I listen. I'm. I'm listen. I, I'm not really. A, I'm. I watch a lot of sports. Uh, that guy shouldn't be. Uh, that I. I turn on. Turn the game off if he's if he's on on the screen. I don't. Yeah. Watch I. Uh, I did the same thing yesterday where the the Suns were playing the Hornets and I. I had read earlier that Bradley Beal was going to be playing and I was like, oh, let me check out the Suns game and I went to go click it on the Hornets run. I was like, nah, eh, never mind. Yeah, never mind. I don't need. I don't need the Suns and the Hornets has got to be an all time dog shit matchup to watch. <laughs> I just wanted to see if Bradley Beal was any good, but I, I'm not willing to watch Suns on my list of teams I hate watching. <laughs> Man, we got to get this hate list going. All right, that yeah, definitely anyway, a future pod. Idea. Yeah, but this is a later, coming, this is a later pod. Coming off the Anthony Edwards yeah. uh, draft pick, team team chemistry's not working. End up moving D'Lo out to L.A. in uh, a summer of deals. Anthony Edwards gets better and better, starts to look like one of the best players. Then new ownership comes in, including Alex Rodriguez, and we decide new ownership, big move. Let's trade the entire future of the franchise for and all of our, our you know depth pieces that everyone on the team loves, like Jordan Vanderbilt, for uh, Rudy Gobert. Has Rudy Gobert any can... trade boomeranged oh, yeah. from t- worst all time to just kind of mid? Yeah, trust me. It it like like you said, the trade is definitely still in the mid category. But oh, it's it not has, good. It's not a good yeah. trade. It it has improved so much over what we thought it was that it might be after the first half of last year people were like this is herschel walker level bad oh i i was i thought that we were gonna have to trade away towns to make up for some of the things we lost and even then we weren't going to recover from it for years and years yeah i mean it's it it, honestly it's uh i was gonna say it's russell wilson-esque but even but but wilson it didn't even end well that one just is bad yeah bad all the way through Here's yeah. um here let me let me let me read you this trade again for those of you who yeah, forget what ahead. happened. Timberwolves receive Rudy Gobert, the Jazz receive Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leonardo Balmero, Jesus Balmero, Walker Kessler, which they actually trade the draft pick. The, the draft only pick player from those Kessler. four that matters is Walker Kessler. Can I shout that out? Those other three players are fucking cap filler. Yeah, Malik Beasley's on on the 
Bucks now, you know, that's something. He's, <laughs> Pat, he's, Pat not, he's not good. He's no. not good, though. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt's the other player who is a very good defensive piece, but isn't yeah, getting uh, a ton of runtime in, in a kind of deep Lagers team. On top of that, 2023 first round pick, 2025 first round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first round pick, 2029 first round pick. So the Timberwolves just have second round picks from here on out, basically. Uh, we then you've proceed heard, to sign like six years. To extension. <laughs> yeah. So then um, that trade looks like an abject disaster. The team is struggling to get any play. Carl Anthony Towns misses a ton of time with a calf injury. It looks like the Timberwolves have absolutely tanked their future. Got some some nice pieces in the wings, obviously, uh, Ant, but also Jaden McDaniels bringing Kyle Anderson in free agency after making the playoffs with Anthony Edwards. Slow-mo. Slow-mo. It, there's there's some pieces to like, but it's just so bad. And then trade for Mike Conley, get an off season with Towns and Gobert playing together. So you I'm, get the world's trade- craziest in the off season. Can I shout out the world's craziest podcast quote? When oh my god, <laughs> when Carl Anthony Towns said that their play and win was more impressive than the <laughs> was more impressive than the Nuggets championship. Oh my god, it, that brutal time. To be a Timberwolves fan, because at that time, that was before the Gobert trade started to tick in the right direction. So Yeah, I was like, oh my god, we're going to have to trade this guy. He's the corniest player in the he NBA. Is, he is the corniest <laughs> player in the NBA, and it ain't even a close com- competition. Yeah, he's he's approaching Russell Wilson levels of corny, speaking yeah, of. Yeah, thank, thank God he hasn't, he hasn't gotten a catchphrase that he's copywritten and tried to sell shirts on yet. But, man, that guy, that guy streams so much Call of he Duty needs, Warzone. He needs Sean Payton to tell him to stop kissing babies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, he um, also, then last year, like, there's, there's this drama that goes on, or maybe it was two years ago at this point, but there's some drama going on where people ask him, what advice he's given to Ant, and he's like, I wish Anthony Edwards would start focusing more on his diet and eating less Popeyes, and <laughs> oh, God. And finally, Fuck. finally this year. It Why seems isn't like he on the role. fucking Pelicans? <laughs> Let's talk <laughs> shit about Zion. Yeah, great. Let's get my Carl all-time – oh, can I shout out my all-time favorite report from this current season when uh, someone reported that all the chefs in New Orleans love Zion? Who's <laughs> <laughs> talking to all the chefs about Zion? <laughs> That is, feels like Brandon Ingram started that report. He's like telling everyone this stuff just to try to get more minutes. I don't know. That felt like the call was coming inside the house there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's Timberwolves' run, and now they are the number one seed in the West, which is ridiculous. Where and the the Magic are what currently? You guys are actually good. The Magic are the four seed right now. But here's the thing: you guys are actually good. You uh, guys are a legitimate that. contender. I I I I. So let's let's get into this current season. Now that now that we've kind of outlined everything, you're still on the wolves, so just send it with the wolves. Let's do them first. Every um, single thing, every game, every press conference, every time I read rankings or hear someone talk about the wolves, it stresses me out. Now, I can't handle it, man. I can't handle the victories. I am just waiting for the floor to fall out on this team. Yeah, i I don't know how to I don't know how to enjoy myself. I can't even. I can't even enjoy myself. I'm just so scarred because all my teams are bad. Growing up, my my dad. I this is a, this is a tangent, but like my dad went to the University of Central Florida. I know you're not a college football person, but like, are you aware of UCF? I am aware whole of shtick? UCF's. Yes. My, yeah, he, we had season tickets when I was a kid um, in Orlando, 
And so uh, I was front row for all three Blake Bortles seasons at UCF. Uh, I thought he was going to be good in the NFL, I'm, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, they were bad for a long time. And, like, the three big teams for me and uh, my dad's a Bulls fan. So, I mean, he also kind of gets it. But um, but the Magic and the Bears and UCF when I was a kid, I didn't end up going. I went to Boston University. I don't. They don't even have a football team, so I don't follow college football anymore. But, you know, it's like I was just used to losing a lot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> across the board, I have no frame of reference for a good team. Um, I mean, and the closest I can, the closest I come to having a good team anywhere is in F one. I'm a Mercedes fan, but even that was like a bandwagon pick. I was like, I want to, I want a good one, and then immediately <laughs> they started losing. So maybe it's me. But <laughs> we got, we'll have an F one pod before the new season. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to get on that, man. We, we got to get on that. We got so many pods to make. It's right. Um, <laughs> turn into the ringer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with myself. And 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 you're so right. Where you're like, every time they win or lose, I'm stressed out. Yeah, and I'm like, the Timberwolves have lost two of their last three of their last ten games. I think. OKC, uh, Philly, and Sacramento. I think those were in the last ten. Sure. And so they're seven and three in their last ten, if my memory serves. And I'm still like, that's it. Season's over. It's it's all falling apart now. <laughs> like I, I distinctly no, have I, a memory from when I was a kid where yeah. I was watching a Commanders-New York Giants game. Once again, not the, at the time they weren't the Commanders. But I was, I was watching a game when Kirk Cousins was the quarterback. Jay Gruden's the coach. And, and you had every all-star head coach on your on your bench. <laughs> oh, this is this is after that. Oh, this is after that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is this is after. This Mike is Shanahan when they, this is after Audrey. they left and you and they fell apart because they yep. left and yep. they were they I were really holding Jay Gruden up. This might have even been the year after McVeigh left. If it wasn't, then it was the year before. But the Commanders absolutely dominate the first half. It's. Like 17-0 or 13-0, something along those lines. The commanders have been moving the ball everywhere. The Giants haven't gotten a first down. Right before halftime, the final drive, Eli Manning led Giants get a first down and kick a field goal. And I go, that's it. That's the game. And the commanders go on to lose the game. <laughs> and it's just like, I can't get that thought out of my head, man. No, Watching Adam. The bro, dude, this year, I... You the fucking we the Bears played the Commanders earlier this year and the Bears kicked their ass. Don't wanna I don't wanna brag. Slaughtered them, <laughs> slaughtered them. But the week before that, the Bears blew a twenty four point lead to the Broncos. So the whole time I watched that Monday Night Football game to the end, the, even though they were, they had scored like forty, Bears had scored like forty five. I was like, they're gonna find a way to fuck this up, and it's happened three more times this year. The Lions, they lost the Lions and some other team where I'm like, yeah, they're going to find a way to fuck this up. And then they do. <laughs> that Lions like, loss was ridiculous. The Lions loss was really bad. That one was really, really bad. Um, those are the two that stick out for me this year. But there is one there's, there is one other one where the Bears blew a first half, li- a, a, a double-digit first half lead. But it's like, that's what bad teams do. They just blow leads. Like it's And, and the magic... So, so here, I go. I can talk about the magic this year a little bit is... Uh, expectations were like, if we make the plan and are like a fun young team, then this year will be a success. And the Magic rattle off nine straight early on in the season. And we jump to the number two seed. 
and magic t- and magic community lost their fucking minds. <laughs> They're like, oh my god. It's, you know, Bill Simmons is going on his podcast like, we need to rethink what the, you know, what the expectations for the magic could be. And I'm like, stop, stop. Everyone stop. They're not, a, they're better than a play-in team, but they're still like a five or six seed. That's where they're at. They're like the 10th to 12th best team in basketball right now. The Orlando, the, this year's Orlando Magic are the, have the worst shooting of any team in basketball. It's the craziest part. Is there winning they have the lowest team three point percentage. They make the yeah. most, the fewest threes of any team in the league. There's your Demar Derozan team. Just yeah, add, add to your strengths. Just keep making pull up jumpers from uh, just making pull just making pull up jumpers and like sick euros. Um, <laughs> getting to the line. Uh, so here's here's the other yeah. thing about this this season, right? Is part of the reason that both of our teams, the Magic and and the Timberwolves, are doing so well is on the backs of defense where yeah. both of these teams are the least the fun way to win. <laughs> yeah, they're they're both in what the here I'm I'm pulling up the stat to be to be sure, but I believe they're the both Magic in like the have top fallen a little rating. bit. So after so I was going to say after this the 9 point win streak, the Magic lose uh 6 of 6 of 9. Um and then we've just won 3 of 4. We're back on a bit of a bit of an up a win streak here. But the Magic uh, we started getting hurt which is the story of the last five years for the Magic. You know, mm-hmm. like we lose John Isaac for a game and Markel Fultz is gone. And then we get Wendell Carter Jr. back, but he isn't working with the rotation as well as Goga Bataze, which was not on my bingo <laughs> card this year. And it's like this weird, like trying to fit everybody in. Jalen Suggs missed a few games in that stretch where they were losing. Um, and then th- when all of your best players are missing, all of your like defensive stoppers, like if Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac are out, the Magic are just like a mediocre defensive team. But if those two guys are in, then we're one of the best in the league. So still uh, through this point in the season, first ranked by by basketball reference defensive rating, first ranked team, Minnesota Timberwolves, second ranked team, Orlando Magic still. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, don't get me wrong, the Magic are, are great defensively, but like – if they're going to win a lot of games on the back of the worst shooting and defense, then they need John Isaac and Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs, I'm listen, this might be a homer pick, but he's the best parameter defender in the NBA right now. Like for, for the first like 20, 30 games of the season, he's the best. Like no one played better than him. I don't know how he'll play in the playoffs or, you know, when he's consistently lined up against fucking Anthony Edwards or whatever, but uh, it, <laughs> I've never seen anyone play harder. Like the, he's like, what if Pat Beverly was good? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, here's here's I, the other note about the yeah. Magic that that I think is like a very important thing to keep in your mind for this. They are the fourth youngest team in the NBA, mm-hmm. and the only yeah. comp- the only the only possible playoff contention team, finals contention team ahead of them or younger than them by age is it's Oklahoma City. Yeah. But that's the thing. Oklahoma City has SGA. I think that's an underrated thing when you talk about the Magic and Oklahoma City. How long has SGA been in the league? SGA is a legitimate, like, he's in his, like, sixth year and he's a superstar player. Yeah. The Magic don't have that guy. Like, Paolo and Franz will probably get there. Jalen Suggs will probably get to, like, a Derek White, Drew Holiday level. Like, that's his ceiling. If he if he, if his shot sort of comes together and he can stay healthy, like, that's where I think his ceiling's at. But right now, it's like Paolo's averaging 22 a game. 
he's like averaging like a 22 7 and 4 and Franz is like a 21 5 and 4 or something like that like those are their two best players for a long time early in the season, they not, no one was averaging 20 points. During that nine-game win streak, until the very end of it, not, no one on the team was averaging 20 a game. Um, That's crazy. I, yeah. I feel like I remember hearing that at the time, but it, it completely slipped my mind. That is that is ridiculous. Yeah, both Franz and Paolo were at like 19.4 or whatever, um, that, which that go, that's changed now. Paolo and Franz finally had to step it up with all the injuries. Like last night, Franz had thirty two, had thirty two, and Paolo had twenty nine. I mean, and during this losing streak, Paolo had a forty burger where they lost. Um, but some Kate Cunningham shit over there. Yeah, yeah, big big Kate energy. <laughs> Would you rather have Cade or Paolo right now? Paolo, are you kidding me? Paolo okay. by a mile. <laughs> Okay, just checking. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Everyone's getting really excited about Cade on this <laughs> dog shit <laughs> Pistons yeah, team. Great. Let's all get really excited about Cade while he loses his 28th straight game. Listen, he, he cares. You know, he's trying. <laughs> God bless him <laughs> for trying. Um, let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Now, y- before you you kind of brought this up and didn't didn't really give a solid answer to it. You you were mentioning how this team was expected to be like a, a fun young playing team. Now that the Magic started off so hot, have the second best defensive rating in the league, and are definitely out of contention for like a good draft pick next year. What is the what what would make this season a success as a Magic fan? Well, here's the thing, a good draft pick. I never wanted a good draft pick this year. The the team is so deep with young talent that Jet Jet Howard was a lottery pick and he's played like 30 minutes all season. You know, like if there weren't injuries, Anthony Black is averaging, you know, he's a six pick in the draft. Anthony Black, who's been fun, don't get me wrong, he scored 20 the other night in a win and we were all very excited about that. He hit three threes. We were like, oh my God, it's happening. But, uh, <laughs> It's there. There's literally no space for a young guy on this roster. A, a successful season this year is we make it into the first round of the playoffs, um, ideally in that four, five, six range, and we don't embarrass ourselves in the first round. Like if we're like a six seed, like the lowest possible thing for success this year is like either we're like a six or seven seed and you know we take one of the top teams to six or seven games like that's like the worst they can do where i'll consider it a success yeah like say you go you go seven games against philly yeah we take philly seven games and Embiid has to do some has like a monster game seven where he just punks goga bataze or whatever (laughs) and uh you know that's 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 our fate then and we make a big trade in the offseason that's what i'm here for um i don't i'm not in the camp of trading for anybody there's a lot of magic trade speculation yeah man who do you here's the thing about the magic is it's like the you know how they're winning right now it's all fucking chemistry and team design it's like i you know the guys who run the Magic, Jeff Weltham and uh, John Hammond, are their their most famous draft pick was Giannis. They were in charge of M- Milwaukee when Giannis was drafted, um, or at least they were high up in that team. Uh, and that was their, so their whole thing is that that's the meme I was talking about earlier. Is the Magic will literally draft length and size and handling over everything else, which is why we've gotten to the point where they're the worst shooting team in the league. Is they drafted you know. Anthony, you know, they drafted Anthony Black. They drafted Franz and Jalen Suggs and 
Paolo Bencaro, and none of those guys are elite shooters. Although Paolo is showing signs of being a pretty good spot up three point shooter. Yeah, he's he's a good three level scorer. I think he's good. If you if you cut out his first ten games where he shot like five percent from three, he's averaging over forty percent this year. Yeah, Um, yeah, just like eye test wise, I I like him as a shooter. Yeah, he's 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 big Carmelo is 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 his ceiling. Um, Oh, that's sick! I love that. Yeah, he's he's yeah, big Carmelo. He needs to go work with him on like those. T- Every now and then, he'll have like a turnaround jumper where I'm like, oh my god, oh, it's happening. He's he's LeBron. He's like current LeBron is his ceiling. Like now, LeBron, not like yeah, prime like forty LeBron, year old LeBron, yeah. but like late late Cleveland's like early Lakers where he's like the seventh best player in the league. You know, something like that. Yeah. Where he's just like big, a big connector who can occasionally take threes and you know fit consistently finishes the basket and gets the line. That's, that's I remember. That's Paolo. I remember watching Paolo's rookie season, and it was like when you have to, when you see one of those puzzles that you have to unfocus your eyes to actually see what it is. He's you, so big. He's so, so big, and he has like a little baby face. Like at least last year, he's grown up a little bit. But like last year, he like he had like the face of a child, and then I just know. like the body of a thirty-year-old weightlifter. Not to go off on an F one tangent for a bit, but they were. This is related to Paolo. Uh, I I know you just. We only got you into F one this past year, but the year before that, when he got drafted, he went to the Miami race and he was the number one pick in the draft. And uh, Martin Brundle walking down <laughs> did his grid walk and he talked. He grabbed Paolo, uh, who I don't even think had played a game in the NBA yet. He had just been drafted, and was like, "Hey, Patrick Mahomes is here." <laughs> <laughs> That cannot be real. Is there a clip of that? That, that happened. That That's absolutely so happened. Funny. You can absolutely find that. Oh, man. Um, check the show notes for that clip. That's funny. Check hilarious. the show notes. It's really funny. And then last year at the Miami Grand Prix, Paolo was there again. He's like, Paolo Vancaro, I know who you are now. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it's my F1 tangent. I love F1. Uh, I, honestly, if I'm, if I'm being real, it's F1, NBA, NFL in that order for me. But, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you're definitely the racing guy. I, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely the racing guy, but no, I, I do love. I'm well. I, maybe basketball will subsume it now that the Magic are good. Um, you know, the Magic could yeah. definitely the, the Magic being good could definitely uh, change my order for me. The only yeah, guy you here. I'll t- here's Russell. the thing. The only guy before before I wrap up, I can wrap up on the Magic. I know we're going a little long, but uh, the only guy that I, I I'd be interested in is Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, that'd be a good piece. Yeah. Yeah. They need someone who can, the problem, they desperately need a shooting, a point guard who can shoot, like a, a someone who can handle the ball and shoot. They need if Markel Fultz, if he, if Markel Fultz could shoot threes, like that is the ideal player for them is like a big two way guard who can shoot threes, which isn't that everybody's ideal, but just um, knowing, knowing the squad over there though, I can almost guarantee you the magic end up training for OG and Anobi. Oh my God. OG plays the same position as like eight guys on the map. The magic. Need, yeah. God, there's I know yeah I know Jeff Walt it's Welthman Hammond Welthmond I can't I don't know there's a lot of nicknames for them in the community but it's like I'm I'm all in on the size like it's working for them but like guys like just like one buddy there's no there's not like one buddy healed that we could fit in there because if the Magic were even the twentieth best shooting team in the league, then I would be all in on them being like a three four or five seed like definitely they have you know they could be they could have a home playoff series yeah um but as it is right now i 
the lack of shooting means that if there's a night where the other team is just getting buckets and getting calls, um, cause, cause especially now with the way the refs are and the way that some teams can just get red hot, the magic, they're just not going to win. It's just not going to happen for them. And that's happened before where they've had, you know, the 40 burger from Paolo the other night, like they played okay on offense. It wasn't great. Um, and they played good defense, but they just like couldn't stop the Bucks. The Bucks just scored at will, and uh, so it's you know it, it was it's they they need some form of uh, Cole Anthony being a heat check guy isn't enough for them, you know. <laughs> can't, but also, can't I don't want guy, like a yeah. Zach. Le- but that's the thing, I don't want like a Zach Levine or a or or anyone like that. Uh, a lot of the, the last few years, people. Oh God, Malik Beasley. <laughs> Could be Malik Beasley. Maybe he'll maybe let's try him on his fifth team. Maybe it'll work out. Yeah, it's one of these teams got to work. He's got it's, like yeah. twenty five more to go through. Yeah, he hit a bunch of threes in that one game three years ago, so <laughs> it's probably fine. <laughs> um. Anyway, what wait what what is your success for the for the T Wolves this year? What's yeah? What, what, I I, I de- definitely got some cleanup I want to do here. Then we probably need to to move on and finish up the basketball segment. But uh, first off, success for this team, they're this there it has like a countdown clock right like it's almost like someone from a 101 screenwriting class wrote the Timberwolves season because next season their extensions start kicking in for their big men and they're going to be paying a hundred million dollars between Gobert Towns and Nas Reed so starting next season yeah the the team the team is not going to have the same flexibility and ability they do right now it's gonna be the first time the team you're gonna have to move Nas right no that's what's gonna happen Nas Reed's gonna have to get moved I think we'd move Towns Really? Over Nas yeah. Reed? Just because Towns is more expensive. I think that's what, what would end up happening. Yeah, I don't want to move true. Towns. He's my guy, but... Yeah, um, interesting. So, success for this team, like, it's I, it's so skewed by the start and by what is approaching on the peripheral. If there wasn't a $100 million tax bill hanging over our, our, the, the centers starting next year, I would say success would be winning one playoff series. But because it's such a limited clock, and they've maintained the one seed, and they have elite defense despite... Jaden McDaniels missing significant time. Anthony Edwards missing a few games. I think that we have to make the conference finals for it to be a successful year. Isn't that sad that you have like one of the best teams in the league and you're like, if we just make the conference finals, it'll be, it'll all be worth it. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't get myself to believe in more. <laughs> I really can't. I can't picture a Timberwolves in the NBA finals. Yeah. Listen, I was in Minneapolis this last week. That's where my in-laws are for Christmas. And listen, there's a buzz, man. There's just people out in T-Wolves jerseys. I saw a Garnett oh. jersey. Like, oh, it's happening. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's I, happening, man. I, I just get stressed out with this team so much. Like, I, if they if they maintain this kind of, of pace and play and, and improve on the offensive end a little bit through the second two-thirds of the season, I'll start to believe a little more. But I, I, it's like you're standing in Mr. Burns' office waiting for the trap door to fall out beneath you every time I watch this team right now. Listen, um, I can't agree with you more. Do you think we'll ever <laughs> not be scarred? How many seasons would it take of, the, of your team being like consistently very good to not be scarred anymore? Like, How oh. long did it take before Patriots fans became insufferable? Because I'm sure their first championship, their first Super Bowl, they were like, oh my God, we're so grateful. It finally happened. <laughs> My my comparison is like I said I got a buddy who's a, a Golden State fan. I was literally talking to him about this yesterday, and I was like, "You can't even remember what it's like to lose anymore." And he's like, "That feeling never leaves you," <laughs> because he's he's been watching Golden State his whole life, and he's what in his like mid thirties now. 
So he was watching terrible Golden State teams before Steph showed up. I don't really believe him. I think you forget once you've had Steph Curry win you four championships. I, if if Alabama fans have proved anything, it's that they 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 don't they forget because yes. Alabama was bad and and not not to bring up college football, but like a- Alabama lost two games, <laughs> like lost one game this year, and then almost lost to a mid major team. And they were like, "Should we fire Nick Saban?" <laughs> and now they're in the <laughs> another the fuck, the, guys, the college on. football playoff. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. I did have some quick fire questions I wanted to toss out to you here. Just give yeah, it a quick answer. So, first off, when will the Pistons get their first win tonight? They play Toronto, who's on a road back to back, coming off a narrow oh, loss to Boston. That seems like a good one. That seems like a good one. I think that Boston loss was deflating for them. That was yeah. brutal uh, to lose that game in that fashion. Um, I'm trying to take a look. I'm I'm trying to look ahead here. Yeah, their next two that. games. If they lose, if they lose to Toronto tonight, their next two games are the Rockets on the first, and then Ooh, the Jazz on the third. See, no, it's the Rockets at home. It's Rockets yeah. at home. Although, I mean, I keep saying at home like it matters for the Pistons. Clearly, they're losing yeah. at home and away. Um, but uh, you know what? I like the Jazz. I almost beat the Jazz a couple weeks ago. I'm calling Jazz January third. That's their okay. third game from now. I, I'm with you. I think that I think they probably beat Toronto tonight. I think that the streak's over. But if they don't, the Jazz are a good target. The Jazz. No, it's did never beat them been a time. Ne- never been a better time to watch SB Nations. The guys you're paying to be in shorts um, <laughs> about the worst basketball team of all time because this Pistons team might beat that. Bobcat nice team. shout out. Nice shout out. <laughs> all right. Second question. What's the movie you're looking forward to the most in 2024? Alex Garland's Civil War. Oh Have yeah. Have you seen the trailer for this? I so, saw the trailer for that. Yeah, uh, I mentioned at the top, I'm the new media contributor on the site. Um, I just dropped my top 10 list. I've got a couple things coming. Um, but yeah, the Alex Garland Civil War. Alex Garland May is the director of Ex Machina, Annihilation, and most recently the movie Men. Do you see you catch Men? No, I no, did. No, I want to hear your men. I want to hear your thoughts on Men. I did catch. It. I saw it in theaters. I it's. Uh, the, the short version is like Al, they really gave Alex a lot of money to do some weird shit. And I'm, I'm here. For, I'm always here for that. But they're like, what if we got this British sci-fi expert to make a movie about a hypothetical American Civil War where Nick Offerman is an evil president? Yeah, the Nick Offerman <laughs> reveal is so wild in that trailer. It's so crazy. That trailer is unhinged. They're like the Western forces of California and Texas. And there's this whole thing going on where everyone's like, they A24, who, okay, so A24 is like, you know, in, in indie darling studio. They release everything everywhere all at once. They always release weird movies. They're probably the only studio that actively greenlights unique small budget projects. Um. That's kind of their whole shtick, but they're trying to get into bigger stuff. Most recently, they had the Iron Claw, which is a really good movie. Uh, I, it's not in my top ten on the site, but the more I'm thinking about it, I kind of wish it was in there instead of Barbie. But that's a talk about for another day. But uh, the Iron Claw is really good. But Iron Claw is going to make a lot of money, and A24 is trying to ramp up their production budgets a little bit and to try and make a little more money, which is where the the, the Iron Claw is going to be their highest grossing movie outside of everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, and uh, so they so they also have civil war coming down the pipe. And now civil war is this. I, I know I I've, I've really buried the lead a little bit here, but it's like Alex Garland's British. Alex Garland's yeah. from England. What? <laughs> everybody is like everybody. Everybody's like, what does Alex Garland know? The the civil war is like perfectly divided on state lines. 
which seems strange. A24 released the, the, the map of the United States. It's like the, the Florida Alliance <laughs> and the Texas, the Texas and California have fully succeeded, seceded, and like part of the U.S. is Canada now. And then there's like the loyal states, which is like the Rust Belt. And you're like, this makes no sense. Which, at my first in my first instinct watching it was, this makes no sense. What? The, <laughs> why did they get Alex Garland to make this? What the fuck is happening here? And then I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, you know what? If he literally just did like a traditional like coasts versus the center and like red versus blue politics thing, that would be equally as boring. Um, oh yeah. So uh, my guess is that he's going for more of like a generic, like we'll call it some other random issue that split the country and not politics. And it's just going to be a general metaphor for like war and civil unrest. Um, but the trailer, it's its just unhinged. The whole thing looks unhinged. <laughs> it does. It absolutely does. For it. Yeah. Um, so just to, to hit a couple notes there. Um, first off, fun fact that I don't think you know, I have an everything ever all at once tattoo. Hell yeah. yeah. Is it, you have a bagel? What do you got? Yeah, I have a bagel. I have the bagel. That's exactly what I have. There you go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, second, when it comes to men, that movie, the only way I can describe that movie is Alexander Garland had an idea when he was high, <laughs> sold it to studio producers, and then no one checked in on the production until it got released. The trailer for that is one of my all-time favorite trailers because you're like you're like okay what's the sti- what's the bit here and then like the same guy keeps showing up and you're like oh and then it keeps happening and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it's a and pretty good <laughs> somehow good. you just don't even know what you're walking into by the end of that movie um oh wow yeah it's it's good man it's good uh, all right uh, uh two more questions for you here. Uh, trade or keep Justin Fields? Oh my God, I don't know, man. <laughs> this is like this is the question of the era. I'm gonna have to come back once I actually make a decision and talk about it. But All like, right. I love Justin Fields. He's like been he's like my favorite player the Bears have had like in a long time since Brandon Marshall, who went to UCF by the way. That's why he was my favorite player when I was a kid. Um, it's like I, I think you keep him. I think you keep him because if you miss on Caleb Williams and your roster isn't very good after that, you're fucked. You we're we're right back where we started. We're on the the young quarterback tre- treadmill. I'd rather have like the eleventh, but I, I just want to see another playoff game. You know, I just want to yeah. be relevant this time of year again. Like it's the same with you and the Timberwolves. Like I'm not looking for a Super Bowl, but if Justin can be like the eleventh best quarterback in football, and we trade the number one pick and have a stacked roster, and we just win a bunch of games, that'd be pretty good. The problem is I'm thinking they're going to keep Eberflus, which I think is a mistake. But also you don't want too much change. I'm 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 I always I'm I'm the don't change too aggressively guy. I'm like I think stability is good, but I also don't like Eberflus. It's a real it's a real uh split decision for me where it, all I know is that whatever happens the bears are going to find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> What a what a dark, probably true thought. Um, so at least I've right. got the magic, and maybe next year Max Verstappen won't win every race. You know, yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I've uh, got my, civil my, war. I've got civil you've got war. Civil war, me, no matter what. I my, keep my, watching tra- the trailer. My final question for you this week: 
Uh, over under Max Verstappen, twenty two wins next under, season. Under, under, under. He only had twenty this year. Is that true? And, yeah, right. only had twenty this year. Uh, like, there, there are like only twenty. There's only twenty three. That this there was supposed to be twenty four races, and there are only yeah. twenty two races this year. It and felt he like won he somehow races. won thirty races. <laughs> I mean, because he won so many in a row. Uh, yeah. You know what we need to do? I have the idea for the pod for the F1 pod is we come on and we do a we do an F1 driver draft. Oh, that's sick! I like that. Yeah. Um. W- n- without Max, we we eliminate Max from the pool because whoever gets the first pick is going to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do an F one we do an F one driver draft for and and it's you me and and Noah or Andrew whoever we can get on, and it's one of those where it's just wh- whoever has the most points combined at the end of the season wins. We can check in at the end of the season. Yeah, that's sick. Um, I love after that the draft. Yeah. All right. So keep keep tuned in to uh, Town Alone. Definitely gonna have a, a F one driver draft at some point in the near future. I, I don't know how many how, how much F one content you I, I've been my goal is to get everyone into F one I, yeah. I almost got my other podcast co host into into F one and th- th- she doesn't even like sports so yeah that's because you get all the drama with it that's F1, the thing is it's F1's not even like a, a sport yeah. it's bit like yeah. yes it's physically challenging and it's a sport but like you're watching it it's the Real Housewives of Monaco like that's you're watching it for George Russell to be like oh there's rain there's rain there's rain oh uh, George I think that's just sweat. I think oh, you're just yeah. sweating. <laughs> and for Max Verstappen to spike his helmet despite winning by the most yeah, points. Yeah, you're waiting in for Max to yell at you're waiting for people to yell at each other on on radio on mic. My new favorite thing that I heard a podcast say recently is after someone crashes and like you hear them like scream into the microphone or yell or anything like that, they have to press that button. <laughs> Anytime you hear someone say something embarrassing or scream or like cry on the radio or whatever, they press the button to to do that. They've, they're actively going, I'm going to hit the radio button so everyone can hear me. Like <laughs> Charles Leclerc going, why am I so unlucky? Why am I so unlucky? <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say this. After watching Ferrari starring Adam Driver, directed by Michael Mann. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'll say uh, Driver's this n- now just have it so easy <laughs> compared, to, compared to 1957. Oh, yeah, that. for sure. 19, yeah, I mean... If you watch like Ford, like people, like people don't die anymore. No one's died in F one since Jules Bianchi, and that was a freak accident that would have been saved by a halo um, in twenty thirteen. Yeah, that was ten years ago. Yeah, it was ten years ago. Um, that's a crazy. That's a crazy story. I know we don't really have time for that, but Charles Leclerc wouldn't be probably wouldn't be in that Ferrari seat. It would probably be Jules Bianchi. It would be like if it would be if like Kimi Antonelli died like two years from now while testing for Ferrari. It's like it's it's like a, he was like a top prospect. Like he was going to be an F one. Um, God, you're really going in your bag with these references. <laughs> top a top F uh, two driver this year. Seventeen yeah. year old Kimi Antonelli. I've got a lot of faith in that kid. <laughs> For he's in the Mercedes pipeline. Oh my God, that, George what a, what better get his shit together. He's he's yeah. he's the guy in line to replace Lewis if Lewis ever retires, um, and it'll be George Russell and Kimi Antonelli. But anyway. All right. Well, we, we definitely got to get out of here because uh, I still got to record a hockey segment to tack on to this long podcast today. Uh, Tyler, you want to you plug your stuff before we get out? You want to plug your podcast? Yeah. Uh, check, well, first of all, check out uh, the top 10 movies of 2023. We're back. This is the best year of movies in like a ridiculously long time. All of my honorable mentions would have been in my top 10 last year is kind of how I decided my honorable mentions this year. Um, 
uh, check out all my, my my writing on the site and then uh, check out the podcast 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 it's a podcast where me and my co-host pitch podcasts it's not sports related in fact it's, there's a running gag that i'm not allowed to talk about sports um but it is a funny comedy podcast we the last year we're getting toward oscar season um Last year, we used AI and we wrote and created an entire fake Oscars. We wrote in Oscars. We did the <laughs> Oscars and then used AI voices of celebrities to make an Oscars. It took three months, uh, but we do, a lot of cra- awesome. we do a lot of crazy stuff like that. Um, and most recently, we just released, uh, every now and then, we'll, we'll, we'll break into the feed with uh, what we call Hollywood Junior, which is where the three of us talk about movie opinions. So if you like my media writing, check out our, our episodes about uh, Oppenheimer or our most recent episode where we talked about uh, one of the, my co-hosts, O'Neill Henry, um, works for Parkwood uh, as an assistant editor. So he talked about making the new Beyonce movie. Uh, so yeah, check out the podcast, 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 anywhere podcasting can be found. Nice. All right. Well, uh, with Thanks that, for having me. Yeah, with that, we'll, we'll definitely have to there. have you back on in, in the near future to talk about hate watching teams or most hated teams to watch on League Pass, as well as F one teams, football, F one drafts, draft. yeah. NFL. We can talk about the Bears. <laughs> we got, we got. I don't want to talk about the Bears to be to, to be completely honest. That one's I'm not looking forward to. But well, we definitely gotta come in here talk, talk draft with your team getting the number one pick and my team trying to get number two. Oh, that's right. Do you are you actually in contention for number two? I haven't actually looked. Yeah, if if Arizona wins a game and the Commanders lose out, we'd get number two. Well, the Bears played Arizona last week. That's gonna be that's tough for you. I don't. I don't yeah. know if they're gonna maybe maybe point. Carolina can win their last two. Kyler <laughs> looks rough. I don't want to turn this. Kyler. I don't. I don't want to keep going. But Kyler Kyler oof. looks rough. All right. Well, uh, let's get out of here so I can go record a hockey podcast. <laughs> yeah, go talk about that one. I don't know anything about hockey. Do 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 your thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're we're back. Um, we literally we stopped recording like maybe 60 seconds ago and uh tyler pulls up twitter and sees that the knicks have traded uh here let me, let me pull up the woes tweet the knicks have traded rj barrett emmanuel quickly in draft considerations for the toronto raptors for og ananobi and precious achua uh we don't know what the draft consideration is but I had to jump back on do like maybe maybe five minutes or so i don't even know but we gotta we gotta do something on this if the draft considerations is anything more than second round picks, this this is a, this is like a bad trade. It's not an all time bad trade because I I don't think they're mortgaging their entire future. But the, I, the Knicks got worse. I think. Let's see. Like I like OG Ananobi and I like Precious Achua. In 2024, the Knicks currently have in the first round they have Washington's pick protected one through twelve, Detroit protected one through eighteen. Dallas protected one through 10 and their owned pick. Do any of those end up in this trade package? Yeah. Wasn't Toronto asking for two firsts last year for OG? They're asking for three firsts for OG last year. That's why he didn't get traded. He, they, he was, they were asking, they were like, well, we'll take uh three firsts and LeBron James for OG on an OB. Like that's what they were asking for. <laughs> Just when I was a, a Maasai. I was like, just when I thought I was out, you pull me. Yeah. Let's Fred, Fred Van Vliet walk. That's exactly what the Raptors. What did the Raptors need? The Raptors needed like perimeter scoring and, and they got two guys who can do that. And draft considerations for OG Ananobi, who's like the Raptors. Uh, this is a terrible Knicks trade. Terrible. What yeah, are the Knicks doing? Initial thoughts. 
come in 60 seconds after learning that this draft happened. Who who won this draft the, or who won this uh, this trade and what is the starting lineup for the Knicks going to be now? That's what I was just trying to. That's what we were trying to figure out. We decided we needed to hop on Mike. Is yeah. what will the starting lineup for the Knicks be? It's it's going to be Brunson, Randall, Ananobi, and then what? Like Crenton, Grimes, and Isaiah Hartenstein. Like that's not a good starting five. That's a worse no. starting five than you had before. No, that's absolutely not a good starting five. There's got to be another move coming, right? It's got to be another move. They've got a Donovan Mitchell thing lined up, right? Where they're like all in with Don. But uh, they would have had to trade R.J. Barrett to get Donovan Mitchell. How are they fucking... Who are they going to trade for? What are the Knicks... Listen, Knicks going to Knicks. I could always be a Knicks fan, man. Listen, when my team's bad, no one talks about them. (laughs) So shout out Knicks for... uh... (laughs) Josh Hart. Hart. They still have Josh Hart, so that's that's what I'm looking at. I'm think I'm thinking they're they're just they're starting lineup here. I'm kind of kind of low key hoping for like the Villanova starting lineup where they just go Brunson, DiVincendo, Josh Hart in their starting lineup. Julius Randle at power forward, OG Anobi small ball five. Okay, I mean, I think I want it. That's too bad not going to work. There's not enough size. That's not enough size. Okay. I, I mean, I think it's it's probably they're just so small now. I mean. Oh God, who plays? I like, yeah. That so the question is, do they completely sacrifice any shooting and go Brunson, Randall, Ananobi, uh, Hartenstein? But here's the problem with that lineup: is it, look at the Magic. It's like they that isn't a good as good a defensive lineup as the Magic have. The reason the Magic are so good on defense is they have like eight guys who who are are top elite defenders. Like if when they go to their bench, they're still the best defense. You know, because like Jonathan Isaac and is coming off the bench, like you know, uh, but the 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 Knicks, they don't have. I'm just baffled. I don't even know what to say about this one. I'm not even. I'm not like a take smith. I'm not a sport. You know, listen. This is like the first real sports pod I've ever recorded. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 normally a, listen. I'm a movie guy. I've recorded a lot of movie podcasts. This feels like this is my this is Alex. <laughs> for me this is <laughs> i'm just baffled and confused and excited to watch it and i'm ready for it to be a disaster but what if it's good <laughs> so wow, wow. so That's... uh quickly who was getting less and less minutes like obviously he wasn't he wasn't really in their future plans um yeah i expected quickly to be in whatever trade they made yes but he was in sixth place for six man it's... of the year currently I expected like quickly and three draft picks for Ananobi. If it was like quickly and like two firsts for Ananobi, I'd be like, that's a pretty good trade for both teams. I'd be happy with that if I was either team. But to add RJ Barrett in there as well, it feels like when they threw in Cam Johnson in the Durant trade where it's like, really him too? Yeah. So the, the according to Woj, this, this actually does soften the blow a little bit. The Toronto Raptors are only acquiring the Pistons second rounder. Via the New York okay. Knicks, then is if there's no first rounders in there because it's okay. So this is a trade where both teams are trying to get better, which very rarely once works. Once again, so okay. Let me ask you this then: Does this mean Toronto is not dealing Pascal Siakam? No, there's no way. And actually, I take yeah, that back. They, RJ Barrett and quickly are both young right enough now. that this feels like that when the Jazz grabbed Colin Sexton. 
um, for Donovan Mitchell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Colin Sexton is, like, not bad, but, like, you're not going to win. If R.J. Barrett's your number two, that's like, well, he's now the second best player on that roster. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. No, third, third, third. But yeah, Scotty Barnes, he's, he's third. But Scotty Barnes is better than. But I don't know, like a quickly Barrett, Barnes, Siakam, and then fifth fifth guy. I don't know who else <laughs> is on that team anymore. <laughs> um, well, yeah, they traded they away Precious Achua. Fred Van Vliet. That's a pretty good roster. <laughs> yeah, because they traded Precious Achua. I don't know who's going to play center for them. Oh, no, is... um. Oh, God, oh, who is Jakob it? Oh, uh, Pertle. Jakob Pertle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if, Are they good? Is that a good team might, now? They might be good. Did they improve? I mean... <laughs> Listen, I like RJ. I think or, uh, uh, OG. I think they did. I I like OG too, but OG Ananobi is only an eight. He's an elite defender who's he's like the he's like the best three and D player in the NBA. That's his thing. He only averages eighteen points a game. It's not like he's he's not even he's not Chris Middleton. Like every, they, everyone seems to think he's prime Chris Middleton. We hopped on here because we were like, I can't believe the Knicks got fleeced, and now I'm kind of like, wait, is Toronto just like? fully better than they were with OG like <laughs> I think they Did are Toronto I mean what improved? was their biggest issue is they Toronto had no ball handling and they couldn't they weren't very good at she got two guys who can do both those things and RJ was like a right? am I top wrong of the list needs and needs a change of scenery guy too like now he goes from as a magic fan the... and I'm very confused do you th think <laughs> did the magic spur the this trade did the mat did Fr putting up RJ Barrett last night <laughs> spur this trade or did this had to yeah if there's, if there's the one coach that's hand. gonna go if there was if there's one coach that's gonna go on a tilt because of one bad defensive performance and trade a guy it is Tibbs yeah that's gotta listen I'm not saying I'm not saying that uh it's it's the, the magic cause of this trade but but I'm not not saying that <laughs> now but also okay here's here's the other part of this Anobi's on an expiring so they're gonna have to resign. Wait, him. seriously? Yeah, Anobi's Anobi's contract is, is really at the end of the year. That's part of the reason. Yeah, this is like when the Bears traded for Montez Sweat, and everyone's like, "If you don't resign him, this is the world's worst thing." But it's like they wouldn't make the trade if they didn't have a deal lined up. Like Montez Sweat got immediately so. signed to an extension. Let's see. Let me let me look here just to make sure. Yeah. Okay. OG Anobi has a player option next year for nineteen million. He's going to want more than that. He just got traded for R.J. Yeah. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. He's kind yeah. of going to want yeah. at least want to be paid more than R.J. Barrett, who's in, like, what, the yeah, 20s? He's in the 20s. Oh, let's see. Let's pull it up real quick. Uh, R.J. Barrett, who, they, man, way to go spot track. They already got their stuff updated, so R.J. Barrett's on the, the Raptors. R.J. Barrett is in the first year of a $107 million contract with an average salary of $26 million. Yeah, so if you're O.J. Anobi, you go. All right? Starting price, $26 million a year. Let's talk. Goddamn. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this with uh, one more magic thing. I, I need to not keep thinking about this trade or my brain's going to melt. But uh, as I'm on Twitter looking at this trade, I also want to shout out that it is the 33-year anniversary of when Scott Skiles set an NBA record 30 assists for the magic. And uh, I think that's a good way to end this. The magic caused oh. this trade. Um, and it was all said in uh, OG Ananobi got traded. <laughs> to the Knicks because 33 years ago Scott Skiles had 30 assists. You know what I mean? I'm glad we hopped back on so that we could discuss Scott Skiles. <laughs>